What's going on, everybody? You're tuned in to the Bring It In Show. I'm Glenn Pierce, as always, joined by Kells. Coming through on the Zoom. What's going on, Kells? Happy Monday, man. Happy Monday. Happy March Madness Monday. How, I mean, we're in, we're down to the final four. And, I mean, I I don't see many people having the final four correct in their bracket. I mean, it's madness. If it's ever been madness, it's madness right now. Uh, we got Miami. UConn, we've seen there plenty of times, but Miami... San Diego State University and Florida Atlantic University. I mean, you 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 would think UConn would be the heavy favorite, right? I mean, they are the favorite in this next game by five points, but it's that's not the heavy favorite that you would think. And man, it's awesome because we got this. We got this huge basketball tournament that we all get excited for. I mean, March Madness, every single year, NCAA Division One basketball. I mean, men's and women's tournaments are huge right now with people making brackets. Everybody gets involved. Uh, 68-team... Because you got the first four that you go through, and um, but 68 teams, and usually, if you go with chalk, what they say, go chalk, and you're gonna do really well. Number ones, number twos, get through. Every once in a while, you have like a six or a four or something getting through. But, I mean, not this year. This year, you had 68 teams all with a chance. And it, it brings up how college sports are changing. I mean, people were getting a bigger football playoff coming up here soon i mean when i was younger we had two teams that would go up against each other for the national championship then we moved to four teams now we're gonna make a jump to 12 teams i believe is what it's gonna be i i I always forget that because we're still at least we're still a season away from when it happens but back to basketball and man the games yesterday were both good and close. I mean, Creighton, in the very, the first half of that game, <laughs> bless you, in the first half of that game, you didn't even, you had no clue, like, Creighton was just like playing great defense. I mean, Buddy 
number 11 uh, on their team was stopping everything. I'm guessing that's uh, Calc Brenner. He's, I mean, seven foot one, seven one. And he was just like, they're just like, okay, we're just going to lob it up to him. And they were able to shut him down more in the second half. But it still comes down to a one-point game. Um, were you able to watch any of the games yesterday? Oh, I saw the highlights. I wasn't uh, able to watch them, but I did see the highlights. And uh, I, I felt bad for Creighton, man. They, they they lost that game in the, not even in the second half. They lost it in like the last five minutes. Yeah, I mean they they were they were still battling, but in the first half it just looked like everything was coming so easy to them that like when they came back and started playing in the second half, they just San Diego State adjusted things a little bit and they're ready to. Uh, they're ready to compete, and compete they did. Bring it down to, I mean, the very end of the game, one point. That's, I mean, that's how close these games are going right now. And then Miami, Texas, I mean, they've looked real good. And Miami just out-hustled and played really good defense when it came down to it. Yeah, hats off to Miami, but also hats off to Texas for battling because Miami's one of the hottest teams. And, yeah. Uh, Texas Texas didn't have a guy that apparently was averaging 22 points per game the first two games, first two rounds. Yeah, ankle injury, one of their stars. So I was shocked Texas even kept it that close because Miami's been hot. Yeah, Miami's been hot. And, I mean, all of their starters – they're starting five. I mean, I, I, they're all in the double digits every game. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you get, like, it's not just, I mean, Miller does his thing. I mean, they just have such a good team, and they're playing together so well. And it's, I mean, Miller – He's he's just under 30 points in the game, but, I mean, everybody else just seems like they're so hot and, like, they can hit almost any shot they want to take at the moment. So, I mean, they're, they're going to be a hard team to face, but, I mean, they're going up against UConn, and UConn, they've, I mean... They've been beating up on people pretty well. Yeah, UConn's strong. I mean, <laughs> their defense has been shutting people down. Nobody scored over 65 points on them this whole tournament. That's, That's right. That's their stat. I forgot they, they were the ones that haven't let – they haven't let anybody score 70. Yeah. I mean, the, the average is 59 points against UConn so I mean Miami's gonna have to it's they're gonna have to hustle and out I mean those steals are gonna 
be huge for Miami. I mean, they, they were huge last night at the end of that game um, coming through. I'm trying to see exactly how many, because I feel like Miami, they were just stealing the ball over yeah, and over. I, I didn't realize Miami's um, head coach was the one that took George Mason on that run years ago. Yeah. Until last night when I saw that, and I was like, man, that's cool. Yeah, Miami got nine steals yesterday. Wow. That's good on ball defending. Yeah. I mean, and Gonzaga, everybody everybody liked them and Yukon just shut them shut them down. What was the score of that one? I never saw the score. I just know Yukon moved on. 82 to 54. That was that game. Yeah, that was oh, they I felt bad for Timmy. I like him a lot. Their defense shut them down and then you just have FAU just sneaking through just round after round they're, they're good it's 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 wild they're they're a nine seed that plays like a two seed <laughs> I mean they've only lost Three games. Three games all year. This whole season. Like, so people will be like, "Oh, that doesn't matter. They play in a weaker conference." Blah blah blah. I'm like, dude, San Diego State's the first uh, Final Four team that's from the Mountain West. So it's like these conferences can ball, man. It's any, anybody's game on anybody's day. Yeah, UConn being the best team in this whole well, the best seeded team in this whole spiel right now i mean fau fau versus san diego state university and then we got miami versus yukon i mean who are you picking in these two games the the line is i mean the fau san diego state game i want to say san diego state is favored by two points and then if we go to the miami yukon game uh I mean, that line has UConn favored by five and a half points. So both of them are calling for a close game. I mean, they don't think, the guys in Vegas don't think that UConn's defense is going to be able to slow Miami down as well as they were. And, I mean, to to be honest, it, they probably won't be able to when you see how Miami can just spread the ball around. Like, UConn's going to lock up Miller probably at first, but then somebody else is going to take the uh, lead. And, I mean, that's when UConn played um, Georgetown, I think I think it's all out-rebounding and... Let me see what the, yeah, the the rebounding, the defensive rebounding, and, well, both defensive and offensive rebounding is where they exploded. I mean, besides their the percentage of their shots. I mean, so they're getting into Georgetown's face, not, let, not letting them get anything off, but they only 
stole the ball three times. So it's it's their their rebounds. And then when we go to Miami, it's almost the opposite. Like, it's not rebounds. I mean, people were hitting a lot better shots, I feel. I feel it, Gonzaga was off in shooting, so that gives that gives UConn a lot more chances for the rebounds when Texas, Miami, they were both hitting shots, so not as many chances, but nine steals compared to UConn's three steals. I mean, I think that's what's going to make this game is just the Hurricanes, just their swiftness and just getting to the ball and just hustling and just just poking it with the tip of a finger. So Yeah, that's, that's the game to watch is UConn versus Miami as far as the one that I think – I mean, they both could stay super close. Yeah. But as far as, far as like, two teams that a lot of people in the NCAA that, you know, study basketball, they said that, you know, UConn was a four seed that could easily possibly make it to the Final Four because they have great guys. And they even said it about Miami because Miami plays in the ACC all year. Yeah. Like, Miami, Miami's tough. I think that game's going to come down to the last possession or last couple possessions. I do think they they're gonna get that spread right. Yeah. At five, at five or three or two. Now the the other side, I I think FAU has a better chance of blowing out San Diego State than the other way around. Okay. Just because I mean San Diego State, like they could have lost that game against Creighton if a couple things went, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Different ways, or even like we don't like. I'm gonna bring this up. I would have liked to see it going to overtime. I don't. I don't like. I don't like the, the call at the end there. Yeah, because his gives. hands on because his hands on his hip or whatever because he's trying. You know, he's trying to come off a screen. It's like, it's, you know, if he slaps his wrist or something, you know. But he he didn't change that guy being. You know, that guy was gonna miss that shot regardless if his hand was on his shorts or if his hand was up in the air. Yeah, that's a. So, a no, I feel I feel you on that one. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I just I feel like the Miami UConn game, that's that's a coin flip. And then I think FAU's gonna gonna be in a championship, man. I mean, they've already gone through and taken down teams. I mean, their their whole path has been an extremely tough one minus I mean I could say like minus their second game when they go against Fairly Dickinson like that oh they got a gift going up against a, a 16 team but can you say that when that 16 team just beat a number one seed can you say that when when Purdue lost to Dickinson so I mean then after that you would think like okay FAU they they got there they took down fairly dickinson and all right now now things are 
are about to get real. When when keeping it real goes wrong, and then you go up against the University of Tennessee, which a lot of people had Tennessee going for, and boom, you beat them by like eight points. And then I okay 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 FAU, you it's it's you you impressed us, but you're gonna go up against Kansas State, uh, blue blood in college basketball like super hot team too super hot team all year yeah i mean they so then they go up against kansas state and same thing happens just again they beat kansas state so i mean i'm with you it's going to be fun It'll be awesome if we actually do get to the national championship game with two programs who have never been there before. Miami, FAU. That'll be that's that's why it's called March Madness. I mean, it's just getting crazier and crazier year after year because. I mean, the madness used to end after the first, maybe second round. But, I mean, college basketball is getting so good all over the place. There's no team that can hold on. I mean, we had Alabama going in as a number one seed this year. Alabama. That's yeah. a that's a football seeding for Alabama, not basketball. But it was this year. So we'll we'll keep our eye on that and just see see how everything else works out. We got games on Saturday. So we gotta wait. Glenn, if FAU and Miami both make it to the next uh, to, to the championship game. That means Florida's got the juice for basketball. I oh, gotta say my line because <laughs> that's gonna send some recruits down south. If you get two Florida teams in the national championship, I mean, the following season. It's I'm I'm interested because I bet that FAU team is like all guys from the area down there. Just like Florida is just things are changing. Guys are going guys are okay teaming up with with other guys in smaller schools, especially in basketball. It's a lot easier if you're going to try something like that. Either staying around for 4 years or just trying to team up and I mean cuz cuz seriously like if you and some of your buddies maybe friends that you've met at tournaments or camps are the next good crop of basketball players coming out and you guys I mean I don't see why you can't just dictate where you're going 
to be and where you want to be. Um, I mean, because it's not football. You don't have a roster of over 50 guys. Uh, you, teams are 15, and three to five guys can seriously change everything. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm interested... I mean, who would who do you think in the basketball world could do what Deion Sanders is doing in the college football world? Let's 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 uh we're gonna go to break and you come up with like five names and I'll try to come up with five names to see who can do what Dion is doing in college football and college basketball? Because you would think you need somebody with star power. You need somebody that's not just, wasn't just like somebody that could touch you and I because, we. I mean, we're not coming into college right now. Like somebody that's, so big of a star almost that I mean all the high school kids are going to want to play for him you know and I oh, mean yeah. Dion's doing it and I mean when's the last Dion, time Dion's even played I mean he's just got that star power so think about it if you guys out there let us know who you have winning the final four games and who you think is the basketball star. And let's keep it retired, guys, because we can't. Obviously, LeBron could probably do it, but he's still playing. So let's keep it retired, guys. What what retired NBA star could do what Dion's doing in the college game? Uh, we'll be right back with those lists. After a couple short breaks, uh, short messages from the station, you're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. This portion of WRUU's programming is brought to you by listeners and by Sentient Bean. Sentient Bean has been serving fair trade coffee, thoughtfully sourced food, and other items to the community since 2001. They offer curbside pickup, delivery, and online ordering as well. They are open 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily and are located at 13 East Park Avenue on the south side of Forsyth Park. More information can be found at sentientbean.com. There are two U's in WRUU though there should be more. Because this is your radio station, run by volunteers from your community, with original music and talk shows presented by your friends, your neighbors, your co-workers. The voices you hear on WRUU live and work in Savannah and the Lowcountry, and they help connect you with the other U's in our community. Well, there's a lot of U's involved. And while there's no way to add all these U's to the WRUU call sign, there is a need to ensure that all of us can keep your community radio going. 
So please help by donating whatever you can. Go to WRUU.org today and show how many U's there really are in WRUU. Check, check, one, two. Let me know if you can hear me. Check, check, one, two. Savannah Music Local and Sustainable features conversations with and the music of local musicians and musicians performing in and around Savannah. Join me, Dave Lake, and these musical guests each week on Wednesday nights from 9 to 10 p.m. on WRUU. Check, check, one, two. Senior Citizens Incorporated is looking for volunteer Meals on Wheels drivers. A few hours each week will connect some of our area's most vulnerable residents with nutritious food and a regular knock on the door. For more information, contact Laura at 912-964-5411. And we are back. You're listening to 107.5 WRUU.org. WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, Savannah Soundings, Community Radio with Global Soul, and this is the Bring It In Show. What's going on, Cows? And what's going on, Glenn? Not much, not much. You know, before we took a short break, we were talking about... um, March Madness, college basketball, and it made me think uh, and brought up a, a question a, a question in my mind that what retired NBA player um, could could do what Deion Sanders is doing uh, in college basketball is you know all the best recruits want to play for Dion. He he turned Jackson State into a huge winning program, and now he's moved to Colorado. And it it looks like I mean they haven't played a game yet, but they like their preseason spring training games and things like that. They um they've sold well over this year, I believe. The ticket sales for those games have sold better than like the past eight to ten years combined. So I mean is marketing and bringing people into the stadium for the spring games, it's already working. And, I mean, we know that's going to keep the stadium filled, having Dion as your your coach. But lots of guys are choosing to play for him. So I was trying to figure out what, what NBA, what past NBA star could do what Dion Sanders has done. And we took the break. I asked Kells to make up a uh, list of five, and I was going to do the same, and I can't come up with five names. I mean, maybe three, but I don't know. I can tell you a few. You you came up with some better names than me, probably. Well, I'm not saying I'm not necessarily saying that, but <laughs> I got I got a few. So like, uh, I like. 
Isaiah Thomas. Oh, okay. Just because I feel like he would he would recruit guys. Obviously, you know, you gotta have your core nucleus, but I feel like he would recruit guys like the smaller schools do. Like how that Kansas State guard was, you know, he's five eight. Yeah. And he's having twenty point nineteen assist games out there. So so Isaiah Thomas would be like my my sleeper coach. Okay. Uh, I'd say Steve Nash uh, would would be a good one for um, for obvious reasons. Uh, throw me throw me Kevin Garnett in there. Anything is possible. KG. Um, let's see who else would I go with. What about Steve Francis, man? I remember his run. Okay. And then uh, my last one would be uh, T Mac Tracy McGrady, man. Oh, all right. See, I'm I'm looking at uh, I like all those players for sure. Um, and I got to give you five just to even have a chance for him to hold anything up to what Dion's been doing in football, man. That's been impressive. I mean that that's the thing. That's the impressive part. And as I went to break and started rattling names around. I mean, there's only one guy that I feel like has a chance, but then I threw in two other names just because the popularity of them. Um, The three names I came up with were Dwayne Wade, because he's bigger than basketball. He's still young, so maybe the younger generation would be down to uh, get them. And then the other two names, which are probably ridiculous, are were Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley. Just because they're on they're, they're on the broadcast, the NBA broadcast, so they're super visible, able to bring anybody in. And then, I mean, my... Uh, on the outside looking in is something that we'll never get to see is when I was making this, I started thinking it's unfortunate because Kobe is the Dion in basketball. That's who it would have been. That's, that's the, and he was doing it for, uh, women's basketball because, his daughter so it's uh it's unfortunate because i think of that question on the spot and then when i take a break and start really thinking about it i'm like that's i think i think kobe would have been the the only answer if he was still with us you know another good one i would say and i feel like this person could take three people off my list because I, I don't know why I just thought about it. He wouldn't want to do this, but it's it's got the Dion star power. Allen Iverson. I I was thinking about Allen Iverson too because I feel like the younger generation still likes Allen Iverson and he doesn't do, I mean, the only problem is he'll run practice. Yeah, <laughs> Practice? <laughs> practice? You want to talk about practice? Who's going to run practice if AI is the coach? No. That's right. <laughs> Just ball out. 
He's going to have an extra four assistant coaches for practice. <laughs> yep. Oh, so last night over the weekend, like I said, women's basketballs, the March Madness has been going on as well. And yesterday we they started the the elite eight for them have two powerhouses in the women's basketball world go head to head in Miami and LSU LSU they come away with the win again like I've been saying for weeks if not months LSU's got Flage Johnson on their team Savannah native big ups and they also have Angel Reese who has just been balling out for them and Angie or Alexis Morris I, I mean LSU looks like I mean they're so strong but then I mean when you look at the games that are going to go on tonight you got Maryland a number two versus South Carolina, the number one in South Carolina, 35 and 0, and rolling through this tournament. They are 14 and a half point favorites, South Carolina. So it's, it's, I don't like saying this, but it's almost just like who's going to end up playing South Carolina in the final. I mean, they're good. But the game's on ESPN. Anything can happen. Just check it out. I mean, South Carolina's just... Been. Did you see Clark? Did you see Clark's stat line last night for Iowa? Uh, yeah, I did. Point triple double. Madness. Yeah, forty-one points. I think she would oh, like I, you to. Oh, she, I don't think she wants you to leave out that one point. Leave her extra point. Yeah, yeah. forty-one point triple double. I mean. Point, triple, double. <laughs> that girl falls. I mean, she's that person balls out out there. She is a baller, dude. She pull up from the logo. Yeah, ten rebounds, twelve assists, forty-one points. I mean, yeah. South Carolina. South Carolina's more like we got everybody doing that double-digit thing in the double digits, like like we were talking in the men's earlier with with I think it was Miami. But, yeah, South Carolina is going to be tough to stop, man, like no matter who plays them. I think the best chance would probably be LSU for a matchup. Yeah, I mean, I know. Yeah. Because there's there's no good matchup to put against a team that hasn't lost all year. You know, it reminds you of the UConn teams from past. Yeah. And they won, they won last year. So they're they're on the tear, man. Yeah, it's gonna be hard. I mean, it's all these all these women's teams are so good right now. They are. So it's it's gonna be tough. I mean, 
they they're gonna be some battles out there but south carolina they just look so so good they do what if it is an sec well i don't know if it could, could go that way the way the brackets are but what at some point if we get to see two sec teams battle it out i mean I'm getting distracted right now, Kels. Somebody just sent me a message that said that Lamar Jackson requested a trade. Whoa, whoa. Have you heard wait. anything about that? Hold on a minute. We can segue. But is this a joke? Because someone messing with my boy because he's a Ravens fan? I don't know. Is this serious right now? Because I thought he wanted to stay. I thought if yeah. the money was right, he wanted to stay. Oh, I don't know about that. I watched ESPN all night last night. I didn't see, I didn't see anything about that. that. Must happen this morning then. Yeah, it happened. It's ESPN released the news of it going on a minute before we start the show. So yeah, it looks like today Lamar Jackson has said that he's requested a trade from the Baltimore Ravens he's uh, he's not been interested in meeting I guess he doesn't think the Ravens are interested in meeting his value in contract talks so yeah we'll, we'll see uh who is willing, I guess, to go and work a trade out for Lamar Jackson, if if that's what's going on? But we'll we got plenty of time to look into that and discuss it at a later time, because it's just him saying he wants out, I guess. But if he wants out, let him go. Let them go and just get a whole bunch of trade value. Lots of draft picks. Bring it on. But, you know what? It's baseball season. It is baseball season, man. We have opening week starting today. Teams are starting to announce... Starting rotations, starting pitchers. The opening day is actually on Thursday. Oh, I was going to ask. Okay, Thursday. Thursday, Thursday yeah. We get, we get to see some baseball. We man. get to see baseball. The Orioles are going up to Boston for a 4 o'clock game on Thursday. So, man... We're we're right here. We got teams. That's I'm. Teams are coming together, and it's it's awesome. World World Baseball Classic, Japan beat the U.S. at the very end, but now now we're knocking at the door of real baseball. All the spring training lineups for the last uh, games are made. Teams are going to be playing. 
a little more and I mean and then we're ready Thursday is like opening day and it's already the 30th on Thursday it's crazy yeah March blue March madness I mean yeah March madness blew through I'm. I can't wait to baseball games are starting off. Me either. It's a good. It's a good time. I'm just sitting here, just trying to, trying to find starting lineups and who's making the team. You see, I I wanted to ask Jamie what he thought about this, but we got in New York. At shortstop, Anthony Volpe. He's uh, the MLB's number five prospect. He's breaking camp. He's, I mean, in what I'm looking at right now, it says that he made the Yankees' final roster, but I was hearing earlier today that he's going to be their their starting shortstop. So, I mean, that's... Big news. He's 30th overall draft pick in 2019. And he's already making his uh, New York Yankees debut. So. That's that's going to be wild. Yeah. If he is. I mean, all these. You know what that reminds you kind of like Jeter, Jeter esque. Yeah. Like, you know, because it'll be his it'll be his first year, right? Yeah. So first season at shortstop, okay, big shoes to fill, my man. You in the pinstripes. Yeah, he gets a little bit of it taken off because he's got Judge over there at first, just as the captain. So that takes off the thought of, ooh, he's loading up to get ready, but. They already oh, no, have he their. Won't, he ca- won't be the captain. No, no, and it wouldn't happen that thing. early either. But, like when you when you mention Jeter, I can't stop. But to think that. Yeah, of he's... course. I mean, and it happens to be a shortstop, so it's like, uh oh, this kid must be good. Yeah. A lot of talent in New York, so I. uh I hope he's out there balling out, man. Well, not too much. Of course not. No, no. just you know. <laughs> yeah, excited about that. Excited this weekend on Saturday, Memorial Stadium, seven p.m. The Savannah Clovers kick off their inaugural pro season that's right you have professional soccer in savannah starting this saturday versus the michigan stars yeah i said that right versus the michigan stars in the nisa soccer league go out support your savannah clovers tickets are available season tickets are available individual tickets are available get out there on saturday night to check out your Clover's 
for the first time as a professional squad. They've been they've been having games all month long. They've been having games, but they haven't had um they they've all I believe been closed door games. So they haven't had many fans in. There've been there have been some uh select people invited maybe family members and people from the other squads a little a couple fans here and there in the stands but they've for the most part all been closed door but your savannah clovers versus the michigan stars this saturday 7 p.m as they kick off their very first professional soccer season the clovers they've been around five six years homegrown from a soccer Sunday soccer leagues in Daffin Park that's how homegrown the Clovers are and they've just been climbing up the ladder and now they're here professional soccer so that's going to be extremely awesome and great and they got beer sponsorship uh across their practice jerseys and they'll be serving that in the stadium so it's gonna be it'll be a good time on saturday get out there get out there go clovers yeah and your savannah falcons they are rested up after a bye week and looking to go add some more Add another win to the win column. Going down to face the South Georgia Panthers on Saturday, April 1st. The Falcons, 3-1, and one, sitting at 8th in the EAFL. Wish them luck when you see them around town this week. And then they'll be home the next... Uh, the week after that, and next Monday, we'll have details on that game. So, a bunch of... Falcons. Yeah, a bunch of fun things going on in and around town in the sports world. So, make sure you get out there and uh, wish your local teams good luck this week. And... Man, on Thursday, we actually get baseball games. Yes, we do. I, Glenn, I got a question. Can't wait. What? It's, it's not baseball related, but you, you, I, I got to ask you a question. If the Mavericks are 3-8 and eight when Kyrie and Luka are on the floor together, does this mean we need to give this a little more time? Or does this mean it's just not going to work? Um, well, that gives me a. I've, I was listening to stuff on this earlier this morning. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering. Nothing, nothing personal with David Sampson. I was listening yeah. to him earlier this morning, and he was talking about this exact thing. Um, more time. What's 
the definition of more time? Like next season, more time? Or the rest of this season, more time? Um, Do you think, even if it doesn't work current in this current season, that it could work in the future, possibly, if we gave them that much more time? Or do you think the timeline is now, and if it doesn't work now, they need to just readjust before next season? I guess it's a better way to ask. Yeah, that's that's what I think. I think you readjust before next season. Um, Kyrie's deal is up at the end of this season, right? I think so. So, you just take that. You take the loss you've taken thus far with what you've given up in the trade. You take that loss on the chin in my opinion. Um, you just wash your hands of them. You don't, you don't try to do a re-sign and trade. That's going to make things too difficult. That's going to keep more money on your books. I say you just take it as a loss. Yeah. Move on and learn from it you still have one of the best basketball players in the league on your team so it's not like you're you're totally you don't lose everything you lose you lose you just have to work harder in the drafts now and i mean you just you let it be someone else's problem next year. You yeah. know it's not going to be. There are a handful of teams that's definitely not going to be their problem. So, oh, absolutely. I mean, I just, I just, I just think it's funny that Dallas chose to make it their problem when your problem is, can you get some defenders around Luca for me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that that is just what I want to ask. You Mr. They, Mr. Cuban. They throw get some defenders. They're like, "Ah, we'll just get Kyrie's one of the best players out there, right?" Right? I mean, is he? You got all yeah. these good college players coming up. You got a bunch of young stars that came up a couple years ago and I mean, Kyrie hasn't shown what has he shown you lately? Exactly. I mean that he can still be a good basketball player. Like, yeah, I know he can be a good basketball player on like any given night. Like he could go out there and ball out, but can he do it consistently for a team? Like, where's he go next year? Where's he ending up? The Lakers keep popping in my head because I feel like they they want that. And LeBron is still living in the past. Like, oh, we can make it work. We made it work before. But I don't think that works. No. Like, look at how even though Kevin Durant wasn't even playing when he first got to Phoenix, Look at look at how that gave them a jolt, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
And then even when, like, when he's in there, he's a good player on both sides of the basketball. So it's like I liked what Phoenix did adding Durant, but I was not a fan of what the Mavs did adding Kyrie. Yeah. Because they need defenders. Like, I and I don't see how they don't see it. It's like you guys haven't played defense for what seems like three seasons now. You got Luka and you were just like, all right, we'll shoot everybody out of the gym. It's not going to win in the playoffs, man, if you even make the playoffs this year. Yeah, I mean, right now they're not looking like they're making it. I mean, no, they're right out. Just, they're they're like a game outside of the playoff race right now. When when how many weeks are left in the NBA season? Do you know? Um, let's just let's just say, I don't think it's I don't think it's more than two months. I don't think it's more than you know six or seven weeks left because playoffs should start happening around. Is it May? Uh, in April. Or April, so yeah, I mean April ninth is the last regular season game. Regular season, oh, it so looks like right around the ninth. So, oh, so we're I mean, coming down, we're coming down to the wire then. We got eight, eight games left. That's just oh, over so a week of games. I mean, oh, that's, so like that's two, less than a month. Yeah, we got like two and a half, three weeks of regular season games and I mean they're not going to figure it out by then and if you keep them around like you're saying you're not helping you're not building your team it's not getting better Um, just let them go see who wants to see who wants to pay them I mean I don't I don't I th- I think the days of us seeing the old Kyrie Irving are over. I don't think he comes back and helps anybody win a championship. It would have to be an absolute ridiculous all-star team because yeah. I just don't see him car- helping carry a team night after night. No, I mean, look at uh, look at how Boston and the Bucks, you know, great examples. Like a lot of star power, but what did both those teams do? They also played defense. Yeah, and not just their bigs; their guards play defense. Holidays in your face, right when you get past half court, you know. And on the other side, when Marcus Smart is healthy, Marcus Smart's in your face like a pit bull. Right when you get past half court, or even full court pressure, like you got to play defense, man. Yeah, and I'm just like, I know there are gonna be teams that are gonna want him, but when I look at every team he's going on lately, they're like, he's supposed to be the best guy or one of the best guys. I mean, now this is the second time that he's been paired with somebody who's or not second third time he's been paired with somebody who's slightly better than him i know in cleveland their arguments 
that he was better than LeBron that one season, um, possibly two seasons. But you know what I'm getting at when I'm saying he's always paired with somebody slightly better than him. Um, Oh, 100%. And I think both of us would say just because he had that one good season, you can't take away everything LeBron did in that season either. You know what I mean? Exactly. With With the blocks and the rebounds. So it's like you weren't blocking people. You weren't rebounding like LeBron was. And I think he still just gets way too much credit for that one season. He, he does. He's not showing us anything. Every team that he's been part of, it, he's been a locker room cancer, and all every team he's been a part of has gotten slightly worse when he's part of it. So I'm wondering who takes a chance on him. Who would grab him? Would Detroit, sitting at the bottom, already eliminated, or Charlotte, already eliminated, reach out for him? I mean, for me... Those teams don't need that problem. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Like, no matter how good he can be, like, you're young, a young team does not need him there, and an old team doesn't need him there. I just don't know who wants him you know where he would fit, and it's because of this reason. It would never happen because he's got too much ego. He would have to come off the bench for a team like Minnesota or the Nuggets, something like that. Like, it would have to be something like that. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Well. But, yeah, we're on the same page. I yeah. Just, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand why Dallas did that. So... We'll we'll be even closer. We'll see how much further under five hundred the Mavs can get uh, with Kyrie in addition on that team. So I mean, Cuban. I just I like Luca, man. I just feel like they should do right by Luca. Yeah. No, I I a hundred percent think that as well. You you give Luca what he deserves. He's the guy you're loyal to. Like he was here before. Luca's That's having problems, and it's probably problems in the locker room. Yeah. That's new dirt. Thank you, you know? for listening. Think about how Remember, much they we're here dirt. every yeah. Monday, 11 exactly. a.m. to 12 o'clock noon. We'll see you guys next stay week. tuned to 107.5. You're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. WRUU.org, Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. The viewpoints expressed in the preceding program were not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder.